Here we go. Three, two, one and a half, one. Here we go. I am Rico of Borg. Your life as it has been is over. From this time forward, you will service Trexin Sci-Fi. Welcome to the show, everyone. Here we are broadcasting live via Ustream on Sunday, May the 3rd, 2009. This is podcast 225, kind of a nice round number for uh, this special kind of pre-Star Trek movie party and get-together. Got some people in the chat room and hopefully get a few more in here soon. Going to have a lot of things to go over and talk about. Uh, kind of go, go through... A little bit about the history of Star Trek. Uh, I've done that before, but we're going to kind of more focus on just the movies. Talk about where they've gone with those so far. Uh, and, of course, the next one in four days we will be seeing. And talk about that a little bit. We've got uh, quite a few comments from people out there that listen to the podcast. Mostly forum members have sent in their comments about uh, their hopes for Trek. And, of course, I'll be filtering mine throughout the podcast we'll try to play their comments uh, kind of throughout the show uh, sprinkle them in uh, so to speak rather than play them all in one big chunk i think that's more interesting I, i've been trying to do that more in the last few times so welcome to the show everyone we'll play a little intro music and we'll be back uh with the main uh, main podcast part of it <laughs> oh these live shows are so fun you guys just love it don't you all right here we go and i'll be back in a moment Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Today, I am not dimming the microphone at all, so I'm going to talk all during the show. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, again, welcome everyone to Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly podcast of Star Trek news, information, geeky topics, sci-fi, and, and anything else I feel like talking about for the week. <laughs> uh, we're doing this live. Uh, I'm wearing my official new Treks in Sci-Fi t-shirt uh, with all the different uh, momentous Star Trek events on the back of it. Uh, thanks to everyone that ordered these. I, I, you should, no matter where you live on the planet Earth, you should have your shirt by now, hopefully. Uh, even those uh, in uh, the UK, Australia, I think I sent one to Germany as well. So uh, anyway, I hope everyone's gotten those. And if you didn't, well, uh, we'll do another round probably and maybe towards the end of the year or so. Uh, there was some talk about doing maybe a sweatshirt or something like that next time. So we will see how that turns out. Uh, like I said earlier, the idea for this show this week was to just kind of get us all sort of gung-ho, and, and not that we're not already gung-ho anyway for the uh, the new movie, but I, I thought uh, rather than doing just kind of a standard edition of the show where I talk about some episode or something, uh, I thought we would talk about just Star Trek in general. Uh, we don't do that very often, and I, I've done it a few times, talked about the history of the show, done a few special shows on music and things like that. But 
today I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a retrospective and, and also talk a little bit about uh, maybe where Trek might be going. Uh, this new movie that's coming out in just four days, I think is going to really set the stage for uh, uh, things to come for Star Trek. Uh, the the early buzz is very good for the movie. Uh, they, uh, the cast and I think J.J. and a lot of the people working on this film, the writers I think as well, have uh, been signed for two more movies. I, I'm, you know, they've already basically said they're going to do another one almost already. So I, I have very little doubt that that you know will happen. We will see another one at least, maybe two more movies uh, with this cast in this kind of time frame and era and that situation and then it's kind of well before we'll get into that more later on but you know it'll be kind of interesting when even that runs its course might be maybe in you know whatever that'll be four or five years from now six years from now what will happen you know will star trek uh, continue to make movies maybe what will they be about uh will it be back on tv with new uh, a new series with new episodes for us to see uh lots to talk about lots to cover like I said, uh, I want to go through the movies, though. Uh, let's see, what else did I want to say before we get into that? Uh, I will talk, uh, we'll digress here for a second. I did uh, go see Wolverine yesterday. I saw the uh, new Wolverine movie with Hugh Jackman, uh, who has done the three X-Men movies playing Wolverine. And uh, I'm not going to say a lot because it just came out a couple of days ago. I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything like that about the show. I'm going to check my audio here. Uh, it's always a little off when I do these um live shows because i got to link everything together in a different way uh but i will say it was to me it was an okay movie i I have to say uh, since i am a big comic book fan and a big reader of x-men and wolverine over the years there were some things in the movie that you know i kind of had to you know look the other way maybe and you know i don't know how to describe that without giving too much away but and, and some of that I already knew just from seeing the trailer for the movie and some of the things that I'd heard about it. Uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, it was an okay movie, I guess is all I can say. I didn't think it was anywhere near the uh, the level of, like, uh, The Dark Knight or Iron Man even. It, it just, it seemed to be missing something. I'm not sure exactly what. I'll have to think about it a little bit more. Maybe after I see it again sometime, I'll have a little bit more to say and when I can talk a little more freely about it. But, uh, I mean, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I think, does a good job. And he was good in the movie and the effects and all of that. But the, the story just kind of, I don't know, there was something about the story that just didn't quite work for me completely. Again, I feel like it was still fun and enjoyable. But uh, it was it was maybe not as good a movie as I thought it could have been, uh, given everything that they had, you know, the budget and the acting and the people and all that. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the script, the directing, what it is, a combination of all that. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, one positive, I guess, about that is I don't know how the movie's going to be doing, but, you know, we've got less than a week to Star Trek. So I think if Wolverine was kind of like the Dark Knight level or the Iron Man level of last year, that could have hurt Trek a little bit. And uh, so I think the people have the, the reviews that I've seen, and, and, and not just official reviews, but I, I look more what people are saying, and I think they're, uh, they're a little mixed on the movie so far from what I'm seeing. I mean, there are a lot of people that seem to really just – gobble it up and loved it but uh make up your own mind go see it if this is the kind of movie you like to see definitely go see it don't uh just uh you know say rico didn't you know make it you know onto his top 10 list or whatever that doesn't matter but uh those are just my thoughts wasn't there somebody who used to say that uh they're my thoughts not yours or something there was some famous guy that used to say that i don't know if that's a local thing that i know of or, or what but anyway 
just my opinion. And uh, so that's Wolverine. And uh, let's move on. First thing I want to cover is uh, we're going to go through the movies a little bit each time. Uh, we're going to play a trailer for the movies. We'll go in order. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture. And before I get into uh, maybe the next one after that, I have a kind of a trivia uh, contest question I think that we'll do and maybe throw in one of the uh, listener comments as well. So let's go with uh, – and I, I'm going to – each of the time I play these trailers, I am also going to try to show the audience the trailer. So I'm going to have to move the camera so there'll be a little delay. I'll kind of edit that out later for people uh, listening to the podcast only. But you guys watching, you may see a little delay. I'm not going to do it for every uh, or probably every other movie I'll be showing the trailer on the camera here on the webcam. I thought that might be kind of fun. So here we go with the first of the Star Trek movies that came out in the... Uh, I guess fall, winter, uh, on December 7th, 1979, almost 30 years ago, Star Trek The Motion Picture premiered uh, the first of the Star Trek films and kind of set the stage for a lot of things to come afterwards. So here we are uh, going to watch now. This is the teaser trailer for the movie, which is just a little different than you may have uh, seen uh, over the years. This one isn't as as widely seen. I think it's on the DVD sets, but uh, I thought it'd be fun to play some of the slightly different trailers for some of these than you may be used to seeing. So here is the teaser trailer, uh, the first one or one of the first trailers that was released for Star Trek The Motion Picture. human adventure is just beginning. William Shatner, take us out, is Captain James T. Kirk. Leonard Nimoy is Mr. Spock. DeForest Kelly is Dr. Leonard Bones McCoy. James Doohan is Lieutenant Commander Montgomery Scott. George Takei is Lieutenant Commander Sulu. Majel Barrett is Dr. Christine Chappell. Walter Koenig is Lieutenant Pavel Chekhov. Michelle Nichols is Lieutenant Commander Uhura. Stephen Collins is Commander Willard Decker. Persis Kambata is Lieutenant Ilya. production of a Robert Wise film. Coming this Christmas from Paramount. Okay, so yes, that is the uh, kind of early teaser trailer for Star Trek The Motion Picture, which uh, started again, the the whole movie series, uh, you know, came out in 1979, about 10 years after the uh, move, or excuse me, the original series went off the air. They had tried uh, and almost went ahead with doing a new TV series. I've talked about that before, but they decided after Star Wars that there was a big market for science fiction, 
film out there, so they decided to go ahead and do a uh, a movie instead of a new TV series for Trek. Now, uh, this movie we've talked about before. I'm not going to talk about a lot on each of these movies. I just want to kind of flash through them and show you where we've gone and kind of the timing of everything, too, a little bit of where we've uh, been with all the films that so far that have come out in the you know Star Trek series. There's 10 up until this point, uh, one more soon. Uh, but again, that was from uh, 1979. The question that I have, and for people in the chat... Uh, everyone, uh, I think that I'm going to have to keep this unless you want to kick in some postage to, to us, Canada only. Sorry, UK guys. But, uh, and this is going to be a little bit of a surprise package, a little, uh, just a little collectible that I want to send out to the winner, but everyone get ready on your keyboards. I'm going to watch the chat and this is going to be maybe the only contest question on this week's show. I may do another one towards the end. We'll see how time goes, but, uh, here is the question. Hopefully everyone can hear me uh, clearly enough. I'll try to make this pretty clear. Uh, the question is, throughout the uh, series of Star Trek movies, just the movies only we're talking about, I want uh, people to tell me between what two movies was the shortest span of time. In other words, Give me the two movies that, uh, when the Star Trek movie series was going on, what was the shortest time between two of the movies? You know, list the two movies, and not the time itself, but just the two movies. I think Mr. Moyer is one here that I can tell. That was fast. <laughs> yes, you are correct, Rick. Uh, that is the answer. The shortest span of time, it was actually a little bit less than two years between uh, the second film, Wrath of Khan, and The Search for Spock. Uh, Wrath of Khan came out on June 4th, 1982, and The Search for Spock came out on June 1st, 1984. So a little bit less than two years between those two movies. Uh, just uh, Most of them were in the two- to three-year time span. There was another time span uh, between a couple of the movies that was pretty close to that, between Star Trek Generations and Star Trek First Contact. There was just a, a few days more than two years, so there, there's a pretty close uh, race for the shortest time span between two of the Star Trek movies. But you got it, Rick. Uh, I think I've got your uh, your information for mailing items, so uh, you'll be getting a surprise in about a week or two from me. So that is the contest. Uh, good job. And now I'm going to play a clip from someone that has sent in their thoughts about Star Trek and their the future. I haven't really listened to all of these very completely, so I'm listening to these for the first time along with everyone else. And we were going to, let's see, which one was I going to play first here? Well, let's play Mr. Moyer since he just won the contest. Let's play his comments. Here we go with uh, Rick Moyer's comments. I think this is a father and son thing about the uh, Trek and the future. So here we go with their comments. Hi, this is Rick. And this is Nathan. And this is the Father, Father and Son Review. Review. Well, not really. It's just both of us talking at the same time. Rico, we're so glad that you're doing this live uh, pre-movie party. We've got our tickets, don't we, Nathan? Yes, we do. We're going to be at the IMAX Theater in Lacey, Washington at 7 o'clock on May 7th. Baby, we are there. IMAX. Have you ever gone to an IMAX movie, Nathan? Um, I saw... 
documentary, but that's it. That's all I've seen in it, too. And this is going to be great. It's only in the theaters for a couple of weeks, so we're very excited about seeing the movie. All right, you asked a couple of specific questions that we thought we would talk. You asked, what would you like to see the future of Trek bring? Nathan, what, what do you want to see the future of Trek bring? More movies like this one coming out, reaching everybody. Instead of just the select geeky few of us? Yes. Yeah, I think they've done a spectacular job of promoting this. I, you know, Indeed. It, it remains to see if the movie's going to be good or not. Yes. But I think it will be. I mean, if they can put some elements. If J.J. Abrams got a hold of it, I think he can do some great stuff. What about a series? Do you think it would be cool to have a new TV series? Well, they won't be able to get the same actors. But How do you know that? Because they're too famous. Well, how do you know that? Well, I guess Heroes has only got one more year, I think. Yeah. So Siler, you know, Spock could be Spock. All the rest of them are kind of, they're not unknown, but they're not like spectacular actors. I mean, well, they're good, but they're not like on series, are they? <laughs> what? Am I digging a hole here? <laughs> anyway, I would like to see a series come out of it. I think if people really think it's popular, they might try to do another series. I'd love to see more Trek television. And maybe Abrams, J.J. Abrams, would be the one that helmed that, kind of like Lost and some other ones. Wouldn't that be cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, okay, now what's been our best and most favorite Trek movies so far? I know what mine are. I have two of them that I like the best. Which ones do you like the best out of all the Trek movies, Nathan? The best ones are two. Okay, which one? Two. Which, which two? There's the second one. <laughs> the second one and... Wrath of Khan. And the ninth one. And the ninth one. Which was the ninth one? Insurrection. Ooh, Insurrection. Yeah. Okay, so that actually, number two is my favorite, Wrath of Khan. I like number six. The oh, wait. Of- I like number five a lot. The one where Kirk I like, goes after not God? Number five, not number five. The one where the they go back in, time. back in time. The Whales. That's number four. Sorry. Okay. Voyage Home. Yeah. Okay, so you like two and four. I like and ten. And ten. I mean, nine. Nine. Okay, I like number two, Wrath of Khan. I like number six, Undiscovered Country. And I really like Insurrection as well. So, uh, go figure, huh? If I liked 7 and 9, I could like 7 and 9. Well, you've always liked 7 and 9. Andrew, which which two movie or which movies do you like the best out of Star Trek? He's standing back here. What, which ones do you like the best? Yeah, probably Insurrection and Search for Spock. You like the Search for Spock. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was good, too. The movies are pretty kicking. They're really awesome. But we're really looking forward. And and I don't know how early we'll be there. I might get a lawn chair and sleep overnight up at the cinema. What do you think? Why? There's, it's not even sold out yet. It isn't sold out yet? Uh-uh. Wow. Okay, IMAX. Here we go, baby. We're coming to see the Star Trek movie. Woohoo! Okay, thanks, Rico, for doing the live show. And... Uh, Live long and prosper, and I just hope we don't wet our pants at the premiere. I know, because, you know, Ohura is going to be on, well, you know, IMAX. I know. And the Ori, or you like the Orion slave lady that Kirk is kissing. She's not in that movie. That's the girl that he's kissing on the, the bed. No. Yeah, she's green. It's not Ohura. No. Yeah. No, she's it's Ohura. No. Did you see her pulling off her? No. That's, yeah. No. That was okay. No. Okay, we have an argument. We have a, a disagreement. You guys tell anyway, us what you think. This is Rick. And this is Nathan. And this is right. been the Father and Son Review. Oh You're so green. Gosh. 
said that it wasn't green. Well, thanks very much, guys, for your comments about Trek uh, and the movies you've liked and what you're ta- thinking about for the future and uh, the idea that it could come back to television uh, as far as a series with uh, – do I have the audio up good for this? Ah, I can't. I hate to keep checking that. I need, like, an engineer. Who wants to come to my house next time for uh, the engineering, and I can just stick to the recording part? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't really think that's a possibility. I really don't think these guys, if they do two more movies, would would do a TV series after that. I don't see that happening. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of possibilities. Uh, You know, one thing that could happen is they could use some of the the sets. They could use some of the costuming. They could use a lot of the stuff from these movies and just do another series in that time frame about another ship and another crew without these – these actors without using Kirk, Spock, and McCoy and all that. That, I think, could be could be possible, uh, certainly. Uh, of course, they could do another Star Trek series uh, unrelated to this, set in the you know distant future, uh, maybe in the TNG era after that. Who knows? Lots of possibilities. But uh, I, you know, it's hard for me to say right now whether they would do a new series while the movies were going on. You know, that's happened concurrently before. But I think they may have a different attitude and a different uh, thinking process right now. I suppose it's all money-dependent and how well the movies do. I don't really think or foresee that, uh, let's just say that this next movie is a hit. Myself, I don't see them doing a new series before they would do another movie in this series. Like in, say, two to three years from now, if they do another movie, I don't see a TV series uh, based on Trek coming out before that. After that, maybe, but I don't see them doing a, a series that quickly. Uh, I think they would think that might dilute things a little bit. There's obviously a lot of pent-up demand, I think, to see Star Trek again right now, and I think they want to keep that going, and I think the, you know, the movies, if this movie, again, is successful and makes uh, good money, uh, they can make quite a bit of money off another movie probably, where a TV series, well... A lot of times that's difficult, and their money is made back later on in syndication things and DVD sales and that. So uh, we'll see. You never know. Uh, they are kind of different divisions, the, the way I understand it. I think Paramount really kind of runs the movie show. And CBS, CBS Studios, uh, CBS TV uh, would handle a new TV series. You know, there's a connection, but they're a little different. So I'm not sure how that would factor into things or not. So uh, that could be something, con- you know, legal and contractual that would keep you know, the, even the possibility of using these actors on a TV show. So thanks for your comments, guys. We're going to go on to uh, another movie, probably till this point for most Star Trek fans, the, their favorite for most people of the, the movie so far, The Wrath of Khan. And we'll play the trailer right uh, just about now. Beyond the darkness, beyond the human evolution, is Khan, a genetically superior tyrant, exiled to a barren planet, banished by a starship commander he is destined to destroy. Left for dead, he has survived. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round Perdition's flames before I give him up. There she is. There she is. Fire! 
collapsing, Captain. The elevator power. A few shots sound. Not enough against their shields. The base is stubborn. Scotty. I need warp speed in three minutes or we're all dead. I've done far worse than kill you. I've hurt you. And I wish to go on hurting you. I shall leave you as you left me. Marooned for all eternity. Buried alive. Buried alive. Sean! Sean! At the end of the universe lies the beginning of vengeance. Star Trek II. The Wrath of Khan. Opens at a theater near you, June 4th. Oh, started to play something else. We shouldn't yet. Hold on, hold on. So, of course, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, it, uh, you know, w- was very successful. Nicholas Meyer really changed things around. It got a lot uh, a different look for that movie versus the first one. And just really for the next, especially the original crew movies, set the whole look and feel for a lot of those. The styling, the music, the effects, uh, Just he just did a great job uh, sort of reinventing things for the movie series. And, uh, you know, I think if that hadn't happened, uh, you know, who knows where things would be these days. And I doubt we'd have another movie coming around right now. Uh, this one came out in uh, 1982, uh, June 4th, 1982. I can still remember seeing it. I can still remember where I saw it. Uh, a little interesting tidbit, and I think I've mentioned this before, and probably a lot of people out there listening know this, that uh, they were originally going to call this not the Wrath of Khan, but the Vengeance of Khan. But uh, George Lucas in 1983, of course, wanted to call his last Star Wars movie of the original trilogy uh, first, he was going to call it Revenge of the Jedi, and then uh, he realized, well, Jedi don't usually get revenge, do they? Or they don't seek revenge. So he changed uh, his uh, last movie there at that time to Return of the Jedi. But being, you know, originally being called Revenge of the Jedi, they thought it was too close to the, you know, this vengeance title for the Vengeance of Khan. So, uh, long story short, they changed uh, it to Wrath of Khan to kind of get out of the way of the whole Star Wars thing and make it a little more different. So that uh, is the second film. The next one in the series, of course, is Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. This was, like we did in the contest just a few minutes ago, this was the shortest time frame between two different Star Trek films. Checking my audio looks a little low. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, It came out on June 1st, 1984, uh, just a, a little less than two years after the other uh, previous one. And, of course, you know, Wrath of Khan ends in a little bit of a cliffhanger. So they wanted to get this one out as soon as possible, I think. And they, you know, they had a pretty good idea of what they were going to do. And the big thing here was that Leonard Nimoy was going to direct this film. So this one I'm not going to play the the visual for the uh, people in the audience out there watching, but I will play the trailer anyway. So here we go with the, just the audio of Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. All that they've loved, all that they've fought for, all that they've stood for will now be put to the test. Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. The word, sir? The word? 
is no. I am therefore going anyway. You do this, you'll never sit in the captain's chair again. Engage all the systems. Clear all moorings. Cleared, sir. One quarter impulse power. Someone is stealing the Enterprise. Warp speed. Klingon bird appraiser. She's arming torpedoes. Shields up. The shield's non-responsive. We're sitting duck. Join us on this, the final voyage of the Starship Enterprise. Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. The adventure continues. Rated PG. All right, so that is the third movie in the series. I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I Actually, there's a lot of uh, kind of very Trek moments in this movie, a lot of character stuff that I really like about Star Trek III that, uh, you know, for some people it may be, and it wasn't quite as action-y and uh, big a movie as Wrath of Khan, and the, the villain uh, maybe not quite as strong, obviously, as Khan. Very hard to beat Ricardo Montalban as Khan for a villain, but uh, uh, this still, I thought, was an enjoyable movie. Lots of interesting things going on. We learn a little bit more about the characters, and I really love the whole stealing the Enterprise sequence, and you know, busting McCoy out of jail and all that stuff. I, I have a lot of, uh, you know, memory, fond memories of seeing this movie when it first came out, and those scenes in particular I, I liked a lot. So uh, we're going to uh, now play another comment uh, about the future of track and, and hopes and different things like that. This one is from Meds, uh, Hockey Meds on the forum from the UK, and uh, his comments about Trek. Hi, Rico. This is Meds from Waffle Line and the forums. And this is my take on uh, what the future holds for Star Trek. Uh, for me personally, I think the future has never looked so promising. Um, Star Trek has been in the wilderness since uh, Enterprise ended. Well, probably maybe even a little bit before Enterprise even started, really. Um, but definitely since Enterprise ended, we had no new Trek or, or anything apart from the fan-made films, which have been very good. But of course, we all want um, original contents and uh, official stuff. The movie is only days away, and I have a sneaky suspicion that everybody's going to be loving it. I, for one, uh, have loved everything I've seen so far, and uh, I'm so looking forward to watching it on Thursday at the IMAX in Birmingham in England. Um, with the knowledge that all the actors involved in the new film have signed on for a three-film um, three deal, which is all I know they normally do that um, just to secure their money more than anything because uh, they already know this film's going to be a huge success. And um, obviously if they didn't get him to sign the contract when the next film comes along, uh, Chris Pine could easily turn around and ask for millions and millions of dollars. Um, I have no idea if this film is going to spawn off a TV series. I highly doubt it um, because the people in the film a lot of them are already film actors. Uh, Carl Urban is a classic example of that, and also Simon Pegg. And also uh, Zachary Quinto's Spock. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Zachary Quinto uh, is already pulling in high viewers, and I can see him having a very successful film career as it is. So I don't see a television series coming from this unless they use different actors. But what would be the point of that? I think this is going to be a film franchise, and a very successful film franchise, if it's done properly. And by properly, I mean like the Bond films, or the new Bond films. Casino Royale was an extremely uh, successful film. Quantum of Solace, not so much so, but the problem with Quantum of Solace was I think they rushed it and they didn't really think about the storyline. Let's hope they don't do that with his Star Trek film. They've got the first one in the can, it's all done, it's looking pretty good. Let's leave it for a couple of years, build a new story up, develop it, 
and then bring out the second film, and then, a few years later, a third film. This this way, if they do it that way, it will be uh, continue to be successful. Anyway, uh, fingers crossed, and uh, I look forward to uh, joining in with the conversation after the film's released. All the best. Well, thank you, Meds. Uh, good comments. I think uh, I, I definitely agree with your thoughts and... Uh, you know the the actors being a little more film oriented, and uh, you know, and the, probably the even the success of the movie, if it is in fact does very well and is successful, is probably going to make them even more in demand. I can see them uh, all being fairly young and doing a lot of movies in between. You know, Trek. So uh, doing having them do a TV series is probably not in the in the cards. So, uh, but you know, I I think eventually Trek will make it back on TV. In what form? Who knows? We'll we'll find out uh, altogether. Uh, Next uh, up, let's go to another movie trailer. Next will be, uh, this has probably been, and I'll use it as a comparison, the next one, Star Trek uh, for The Voyage Home. This is probably the other movie in the Star Trek series that had sort of that mass appeal. This is actually, I think, the, the, the favorite of the Star Trek movies for my wife. I think uh, th- this is sort of a, a, a movie that was made a little more for the general public than, than just Trek fans, but I think even Trek fans enjoy this as well. So here's the trailer, or one of the trailers, there's always several, for Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. Avoid the planet Earth at all costs. We are under the attack of an orbiting probe. Notify all stations. Starfleet emergency. Red alert. Earth is on the edge of destruction. We cannot survive unless a way can be found to respond to the probe. The key to saving the future. Spock, you're talking about the end of every life on Earth. Can be found only in the past. We're going to attempt time travel. Sulu, take us home. These are the voyages of the crew of the Starship Enterprise. Judging by the pollution content of the atmosphere, I believe we have arrived at the latter half of the 20th century. Stardate, 1986. San Francisco. Our own world is waiting for us to save it. They have 24 hours. Everybody remember where we parked. Break up. To complete their mission. It looked like a cadet review. We will beam in tonight, collect the photons, and beam out. I want you all to be very careful without being discovered. We have an intruder. All right, who are you? You're not exactly catching us at our best. That much is certain. This is an extremely primitive and paranoid culture. What does it mean, exact change? Many of their customs will doubtless take us by surprise. We're ready for beam out. My transporter power is down to minimal. Got to bring in one at a time. You're from outer space. No, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Let's do our job and get out of here. Freeze! Take off, can you hear me? Freeze! I've lost it. Who are you? You can't. Our next stop is the 23rd century. Full power now, sir. Shields at maximum. Steady. Hold on tight, lassie. Can we make breakaway speed? That's all I can give you! Book eight. Right, so that's uh, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Some great moments in that movie, lots of fun to see. That's the kind of movie, to me, uh, of the Star Trek series uh, of films 
that you can pretty much watch over and over a lot, and you still just get a kick out of it each time. Uh, you know, a few things dated in it now, maybe, but uh, there's just so much humor, and I, I, I don't think maybe uh, that probably movie, I think the characters were maybe even the most relaxed in it. They got to go on location in San Francisco, uh, just had some uh, some great moments for all the different actors, not just the main couple. Uh, I just uh, think they did a great job on that, also directed uh, by Leonard Nimoy. Next up, uh, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, the only Star Trek movie directed by the Shatner, the Shatman. William Shatner directed Star Trek V, and there's a lot of his, uh, you know, kind of fingerprints and things that he enjoys and likes, uh, horses and and kind of more action-adventure-y, the whole part with uh, the camping trip, uh, a lot of that uh, is a lot of the you know William Shatner's influences on the film. Uh, this movie always seems to get a little bit of a bad rap, but I enjoy it. So I'm just going to play the audio portion for uh, this one for those people out there listening. Uh, those on the live stream, here's the audio only of Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. A strange force has entered the galaxy. The future of mankind is at stake. It could only mean one thing. Greetings, Captain. Spock! I do not think you realize the gravity of your situation. The vacation is over. Now, the crew of the Starship Enterprise... Enterprise, are you ready? ...is taking adventure where it has never gone before. What are you standing around for? Do you not know a jailbreak when you see one? From the mind of a madman. Hostile force has taken control of our vessel. Mr. Solo, full ahead. Through the center of the galaxy. You know we'll never make it through the Great Barrier. To the final frontier. Fascinating. How often have you done this? Actually, it's my first attempt. Fire the rockets! You never cease to amaze me. Nor I myself. This is the boldest trek of all. Warp speed now. Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Mr. Scott, you're amazing. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this shit like the back of my hand. Yeah, so that was Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. I think I missed uh, one date. Uh, Star Trek IV came out... Uh, November 26, 1986. Star Trek V was on June the 9th, 1989. There's a bit of a mix. You know, most of the Star Trek movies either came out like November, December, or they came out in the summer. And, of course, we all know that uh, the new movie coming out uh, just later this week was originally supposed to come out at Christmas time, and then they pushed it to the summer. Summer has become, you know, the blockbuster time of making tons of money. You know, people go out to the movies more. Christmas is also pretty popular, but uh, they pushed it. And, you know, the the basic story goes is they thought, you know, it would be more uh, of a hit over the summer. Uh, who knows if they really needed more time or not? Uh, we maybe really never know. They probably could have pushed it all together. But I, I think some of, all, you know, the massive amount of promotion and trailers and commercials and, and uh, you know, product tie-ins that we're seeing 
for the new movie. I don't know if we would have gotten that if it would have come out at Christmas time. I mean, some of that, of course, would have happened, but it just seems to be just everywhere right now. I've never seen a push for a Star Trek movie or almost, you know, this is as big of a push for any movie I see these days. That You know, it's, it's all over the place. There's a big Burger King thing starting this week. You can get real glasses, collector glasses at Burger King. They don't do that a lot anymore, along with toys for the kids, um, just lots of things, cereal, giveaways. It's just everywhere. So, uh, but, uh, so I think putting it in the summertime, you know, or spring or whatever you want to call it, it was probably a good move on their part. So that's the final frontier. Now I'm going to segue over to another comment from a listener. Uh, who do we have next on the list? I think Brian. Brian, uh, should we play this or not? Brian, are you going to say bad things? I listened to a little bit of it, not all of it yet. Just wanted to make sure it was okay. But Brian uh, always has some great things to say about Trek. He's another classic Trek fan like me. So here's Brian from the forums talking about uh, Star Trek. Hey, Rico, it's Brian. Brian CD on the forums. Well, here we are, less than a week from the opening of the new Star Trek movie and the last opportunity for me to accuse you of being a shill for J.J. Abrams. Good times, my man. Clearly, from fan reaction to what we've seen so far has ranged from unbridled enthusiasm to complete disgust. I think for a franchise with over 40 years of history and content, this reimagining of Trek was bound to create controversy among its fan base. Despite my critical comments in the forum regarding specific aspects of what little I've seen, I am very much looking forward to the film. I have no doubt it will be a great movie. What I've yet to determine is will it be a great Star Trek movie as defined through the prism of what Star Trek means to me. One thing cannot be denied by the naysayers is that if Trek has any hope of having future viability, it's by creating a brand new fan base. In this respect, Star Trek will be a huge success. This point was brought home to me while watching the Super Bowl with my Star Trek hating wife. Following the ad for the movie, she turned to me and said she would go see that. Amazing. Truly a testament to the film's broad potential appeal and an opportunity for me to see a Star Trek movie with my wife. That means a lot to me, and I agree that it will be the most successful Trek film of all time. I hope it spawns a whole new universe of Trek for all of us to play in. So here's to next week, to the grand opening, premiere, and all of the wonderful new memories that we can all create together with this new version of Star Trek. Live long and prosper, Rico. Take care, buddy. Okay, Brian, who had the phaser to your head when you recorded that? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, good things to say, Brian. I completely agree. I know we get into things a little bit sometimes, but I think it's both because uh, we love Trek so much uh, when we talk on the forums. But I agree. I, it's obvious they needed to bring in new fans, and, and we have a very similar situation, and we're both married. Both of our wives are not really into Trek that much, but Lynn said the same thing to me. You know, she she actually hasn't gone to see the last few movies in the Star Trek uh, film series. She hasn't really been all that interested. She saw most of the original ones with the original cast, but um, but this movie, she said, "Yeah, I'll go see it." So uh, it, you know that that really does mean a lot. And my kids are excited about it, and neither of them are are really into Trek like I am. Well, who is? But you know, uh, <laughs> anyway. So the, again, they're they're hitting the the mark that they need to hit. This is what they needed to do, and again, you know, we'll all know in a you know three or four more days 
if they succeeded with that and, and, and to keep us old school fans happy as well. And I think they, they walked that line from what I've been hearing and reading about. Uh, I'm trying not to learn everything, but I, I think they're going to succeed on that uh, pretty well. So uh, it, it was definitely something they needed to do. It was really becoming evident with the last couple of films. You can't just continue to, even though everyone always says there's a huge market out there and there are a huge number of Star Trek fans, that that is not what sells movie tickets these days. What sells movie tickets, if you can appeal to that, you know, about 15, 14-year-old up through about, you know, college age or so in that range, you know, my kid's age, those are the people you need to get to the movie theater. Those are the people that need to, you know, sell the tickets to, buy the popcorn and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, older people I know these days don't even really like going to the theater anymore. But I think a lot of them are going to check this out. So uh, I think uh, we'll have a, a pretty successful movie and hopefully it'll be one we can all uh, be happy to call Star Trek as well. Now we'll go over to where were we at? Uh, I think we're up to Star Trek uh, Six: The Undiscovered Country. And I am going to move the camera again. Sorry about the back and forth. I need another webcam. That would be cool, wouldn't it? So when it's my birthday next year, you guys know what to get me, right? So <laughs> anyway, the next movie, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, again directed by Nicholas Meyer, came back to the fold to direct this movie. Uh, the first time since he had done one was, you know, since he did Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. This came out on uh, December the 6th, 1991. The trailer that I'm going to play for this is a little different. The first little teaser trailer that they did for this movie just kind of showed clips from uh, the Star Trek series and other movies with a little narration and a voiceover. Uh, but I kind of like it, and again, it's a little different than the, the typical full trailer for the film. So here we are with a sort of a teaser trailer for the Star Trek VI movie. For one quarter of a century, they have thrilled us with their adventures, amazed us with their discoveries, and inspired us with their courage. Their ship has journeyed beyond imagination. Her name has become legend. Her crew, the finest ever assembled. We have traveled beside them from one corner of the galaxy to the other. They have been our guides, our protectors, and our friends. Now you are invited to join them for one last adventure. For at the end of history lies the undiscovered. Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Yeah, so Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, also a real good, solid movie. Uh, I like the storyline in this movie quite a bit. I, I think it had a good you know, character moments as also action, and it was a very good sort of passing of the torch movie. They, they kind of were able to sort of say goodbye with the original cast, uh, especially the little uh, idea of having them do the little signatures and signing off at the end of the film. And with the the little voiceover that William Shatner does at the end of the movie as well, so very good movie, solid movie. Uh, one of the movies I think that a lot of fans really like. So uh, next up, uh, let's see how many clips. I'm trying to balance this out. 
We have, it looks like we only have a couple more clips from listeners, so I'm going to have to stretch those out. So we'll go to another trailer. The next one we will play is for Generations, which came out on November 18th, 1994, just a very short time after Star Trek The Next Generation ended its airing uh, or its uh, you know series run for seven years. This movie, I think, is a good movie. It has a lot of interesting things going on in it. Uh, Maybe not quite as action-packed as some of the other ones, especially First Contact, but uh, a solid movie. And the idea of, of finally bringing William Shatner, Kirk, t- together and have him hook up with Picard, hook up, that didn't quite sound right, did it? <laughs> Is, uh, it was a good idea, I think, and I, I like the way they brought them together. I thought it was different and unique. Uh, with with the whole Nexus idea, uh, something that they hadn't done before. You know, they could have easily done some kind of time travel or or who knows what transporter thing, but this was something new and different, so I like that a lot. And uh, Soren was a good villain, too. Malcolm McDowell did a good job. So here is the audio. I think I'm just going to play the audio for this one uh, for Star Trek Generations. In a distant corner of our galaxy... A secret observatory is attacked. A brilliant scientist is found. And a mysterious ribbon of energy where past and future collide is unleashed. It's a doorway that we call the Nexus. Every ship which has approached the ribbon has either been destroyed or severely damaged. Obviously, they were looking for something. There's still no indication of why they attacked the station. I must return to the observatory immediately. There's nothing I can do. Timing is very important in my experiment. What the hell's he doing? I have an appointment with Eternity, and I don't want to be late. Someone doesn't care about weapons or power. He just cares about getting back to the Nexus. The star is going to collapse in a matter of minutes. That'll destroy everything in this system. Population? 230 million, sir. Why would he destroy a star? I have to stop him. But I can't do this alone. I need help. I know someone who can. You say history considers me dead. Who am I to argue with history? You're a Starfleet officer. You have a duty. I don't need to be lectured by you. I was out saving the galaxy when your grandfather was in diapers. Now, the torch of adventure is about to be passed. Eliminate them. Klingon vessel decoking directly ahead, sir. Target their bridge! Fool disruptors! <laughs> let's go! Bridge, we have a new problem! All right, let's move them out. Let's go. Take them out. Ten seconds to warp core breach. Brace for impact! Let's try and cheat death together. Warp one, engage! Star Trek Generations. Yeah, so there's Generations, the first of the uh, Next Generation films. Uh, Again, a fun movie, lots of uh, neat things going on in it, and a a nice blending of kind of the two, uh, the old and the new, a little bit in this movie. And they were, uh, did some interesting things with this movie and the way it looked and the lighting to try to set it different uh, and set it apart from the, the TV series. And they were able to, of course, go into filming of this pretty quickly after the TV, after Next Generation ended. Uh, Next up, let's go to uh, 
uh, my favorite, at least, I think, of the Next Generation movies, First Contact, a very solid movie, the Borg thing, uh, the first warp uh, test flight, successful flight with Zephram Cochran. Uh, just lots of cool stuff in this movie, lots of fun to watch. Uh, and this one came out uh, in uh, November uh, 1996, uh, November 22nd, 1996. So Star Trek First Contact, and I'm going to play the trailer, uh, both audio and video for this one. Moving the camera now, and we will play First Contact. In his nightmares... He can see them. In his mind, he can hear them. Locutus. In his soul, he can feel them. I've just received a report from Deep Space Five. Long range sensors have picked up. Yes, I know. The Borg. Set a course for Earth. Maximum warp. Now, in Earth's darkest hour. He must fight them again. Captain, Earth. Life signs? Population approximately 9 billion. All Borg. How? Time travel. They went back and assimilated Earth. Changed history. I must follow them back. Repair whatever damage they've done. But this time, they must travel to the past. April 4th, 2063. To save our future. You're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. Space and we fall back. They simulate entire worlds and we fall back. Not again. The line must be drawn here. It looks like the control deck's 26 up to 11. Mr. Data and I are returning to the ship. Don't let them touch you! Uh. Captain! Data! We must activate the auto destruct sequence. You want to destroy the ship and run away? You coward. If you were any other man, I would kill you where you stand. Let's rock and roll! Destroy them. Watch your future's end. We've lost shields and our weapons are gone. Resistance is futile. Perhaps today is a good day to die. John, look, blow up the damn ship! No! We are not going to lose the Enterprise. Not to the Borg, not while I'm in command. Star Trek. First Contact. All right, so Star Trek First Contact from 1996. Uh, this also, there was a very short span of time uh, between uh, generations of First Contact, uh, just a tiny bit more than uh, two years between those two movies. Uh, very short, uh, and it was, you know, it was really fun when, you know, every couple of years, two, three years, we were going to get a Star Trek movie. Of course, now we've had almost seven uh, and had to wait uh, for quite a while before we're getting another one. Now I'm going to put in another comment here. We're going to play... Um, I think uh, next up is uh, Billy Bob from the forums. Joe, uh, I don't think I've... Uh, he's next. Yes, I see. Where is his clip? There it is. Okay, here's Joe's uh, comments about Trek and his hopes for uh, the movie, I think, in the future. Hey, Rico. Joe, a.k.a. Billy Bob here, talking about uh, my hopes for uh, Trek from this point forward. Well, from uh, from what I've heard, the, the new movie is, is looking to be pretty awesome trying not to get my hopes up but uh it's hard with all the press and reviews and everything coming out and um with that i i'm really hoping that 
Trek becomes relevant once more, you know, and kind of relevant as uh, a tool for, for societal commentary and more relevant in that it stops being perhaps so incredibly utopian. Like, the original series wasn't really... Like, you know, Kirk had problems, Spock had problems. Like, they weren't perfect people. Then when you started getting into TNG and, you know, Voyager, DS9 a little bit less, everything was very perfect. You know, Picard was educated and, you know, Shakespearean and an archaeologist and all this, and, you know, everyone loved classical music and jazz and no one had any issues, and I think that kind of brought us to the point of not really being able to relate to Star Trek as much as we used to. And I think Enterprise started going in the right direction, kind of making people a little more relatable, and... um, you know, I hope with this new film and potential follow-up films and potential follow-up series and any other things that come into to the universe that they keep that level of relatability where I can look at these characters and say, yeah, these characters are great and they're larger than life and they're amazing to watch and they're fun to watch. But you know what? I can relate to Kirk because I had a problem with a girl or, you know, I can relate to Spock because I argued with my dad and, and stuff like that. You know, and and so I really hope that that that's the case, and a lot of new people start to love Trek, and uh, you know, not that it's really gone away, but I hope it it comes back with with a bang. So that's it, and thank you very much. Good comments, Joe. And you know, what's fun about playing all these different comments from everyone is everyone sort of has a little bit of uh, something different to add or say. It, it, it's it's good that you're not all just saying the same thing. That's what makes it interesting. Uh, and yeah, I agree. I think that uh, they do have to make the characters and the stories uh, somewhat relatable. I think Star Trek, though, has always been, when it was on television especially, it, it kind of mimics the time it, it, it airs in. You know, In other words, TNG, for example, it was, it was sort of a, a pretty golden age of time for, you know, the economy was great, everyone was happy and doing well, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think the show kind of reflected that a little bit. You know, they'd run into alien cultures and things that maybe had had issues and problems, but back on you know aboard the the Starship Hotel Enterprise, everything was generally pretty good. Now I'm kind of exaggerating a little, but you know, most of you know when you look back at the original series, you know, a, a very crazy time in the '60s when that was uh, being aired. And, and even when I watch that, I, I, I it comes off as kind of strange that they could believe things would would go as well as they would. You know, they put all these different people from different points on the planet together aboard all this, you know, this ship to work together, and and you know, basically said they all could get along and do their jobs, and they still had conflicts. But yeah, Joe, that's uh, you know, and I think the new movie is gonna is gonna be a very much a product of you know the year 2009 where it's you know even though it's supposed to be you know two three hundred years in the future it's going to a lot of the way i think these these people and these actors are are going to portray the characters you're going to see a lot of things i think that are going to say hey that that's a guy that i could just go down to the bar and have a beer with i think which could be good and could be bad you know i i mean i i think it'll be okay i think that it'll allow people to relate to the characters however you know, will they really be like that in a few hundred years? You know, will people be acting like that? Probably not. You know, just think about, you know, how people were and how they acted two or 300 years ago right now. You know, the, completely foreign to the way we are. Uh, just just very different. So uh, it, it's interesting, you know, when you think about it, you know, this is supposed to be showing the future. And 
you kind of really have to say, yeah, probably not, but it's fun to watch anyway. So uh, I don't know if any of that helped or made sense. But, yeah, thanks, Joe. I, I really like your comments. And, well, like you said, we'll know in a few days how the movie turns out. So next, uh, what? let's see, we've done uh, First Contact, I think it was. Yeah, we've got to play um, the next trailer that we're going to play is Insurrection. I'm just going to play the audio for this one. Uh, this is the second to the last of the TNG movies. Didn't wasn't too long ago that I reviewed this one. So we'll just play the audio for Star Trek Insurrection. This one came out on December 11th, 1998. There is a world where time as we know it stands still. Where every moment is a universe in itself. What if the existence of this world and its secret to eternal youth was threatened? What if those entrusted to protect it... In six hours, every living thing in this system will be dead or die. ...are the ones who would destroy it. Who the hell are we to determine the next course of evolution for this people? I'm acting on orders from the Federation Council. survival. The court-martial is the only way to tell the Federation what is happening here. I welcome it, Admiral. It's for one captain and his crew to commit an act of treason. Lock and load. Send down an assault team and take them by force. The Federation ship has been disabled. Eliminate them. Captain. Star Trek Insurrection All right, Star Trek Insurrection. This uh this movie I think uh, a lot of people uh, on the forum enjoy it quite a bit. I know when I talked about this movie uh, whenever it was a couple months back, now at least uh, it seemed to get some pretty good uh feedback uh it's generally considered i think for most people it was kind of one of the weakest of the movies from the next generation but there's a lot of really nice moments in it has a great soundtrack and uh is still fun to see so that uh is the second to the last film in the series and i will play uh the nemesis trailer which i just covered this movie so we're not going to talk a lot about it uh, at all i haven't talked that much about the others even but this nemesis movie came out on uh, December 13th, 2002, we're going to play the whole uh, regular trailer, I think this is. Play the video, too. Get this camera set up. And tilt it down a little bit. Okay, here we go with a Star Trek Nemesis movie trailer. Our eyes affect our lives, don't they? see as well as you can. I can feel everything you feel. In fact, I can feel exactly what you feel. He said he's a mirror for me. I need to know where the hell he came from. The same blood runs through our veins. It was as if part of me had been stolen. 
Yeah, so the last, uh, at least uh, up till this point, and who knows, maybe ever, uh, next generation film there with uh, Star Trek Nemesis. Uh, again, a solid movie. Uh, I think uh, it probably had a few things that, that could have been a little bit better, perhaps. But uh, I still enjoy it, and that is the last film up until this point. Now, almost seven years later, on May the 7th, 2009... We will get uh, the next movie in the Star Trek series, simply called Star Trek. We've never talked too much about that, uh, about the fact that they just named this movie uh, just Star Trek. Didn't give it a number or a subtitle or anything like that. I, I kind of like it. I, I think it could be possibly, for some people, could be a little confusing. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have really a big opinion about it one way or the other. I'm fine with that, uh, you know, but... I just haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about, you know, them calling it just simply Star Trek. So maybe something we should talk about on the forum sometime or, or you know, someplace uh, on a Skype call. But anyway, here is the trailer. And for those kind of avoiding this, this is just the, the I guess, the third official trailer, the one that came out in early March. Uh, most people have seen this one, I think, by now. Uh, this isn't any of the new TV spots. Uh, so anyway, here we go with uh, simply Star Trek. I couldn't believe it when the bartender told me who you are. Why are you talking to me, man? Your father was captain of a starship for 12 minutes. He saved 800 lives. Including yours. I dare you to do better. Enlist in Starfleet. You will experience fear. Fear in the face of certain death. Pull your shoot! We received a distress call. I've been waiting for this day my whole life. This day of reckoning. I've got no captain and no first officer to replace him. Yeah, we do. You are capable of deciding your own destiny. The question is, which path will you choose? 
Captain Kirk was a great man, but that was another life. They're locking torpedoes. Emergency evasive. Fire everything! Helps to turn up the audio. There is the last, uh, up until this point, one of the many, many uh, trailers and spots that we're seeing for the new Star Trek movie coming out May 7th, 2009, just four days away now. Uh, Pretty excited. Uh, It's going to be showing in IMAX for a couple of weeks. I'm actually, myself, going to the regular theater to see it first, and then probably IMAX maybe the the next, you know, the the week after it opens, after that opening weekend, I'll go see it sometime during the week uh, at uh, one of the IMAX theaters around town here. We've got like three or four of them in, in you know, that are driving distance from me, which is kind of nice uh, for Michigan to have that. Uh, I think there's actually one down at the Detroit Science Center that uh, the Star Trek exp- exhibition is at right now, or one of the pieces of that at least. So, And uh, we've talked a lot about this movie over the last, gosh, what has it been now? Two at least, maybe three two and a half years it seems like it's been a long time since they first announced they were going to do this i'll have to look back i think if my memory is right i think it was around the fall of 2007 so that is maybe not quite two years now i'll have to look back maybe it was even a little before that when they first announced a new star trek movie and that jj abrams was going to work on it and all that i i've uh even though i don't get paid by jj I, I've been a big fan of his work. I, I've enjoyed his TV series that he's done, Alias, uh, Lost, of course. Uh, Fringe now is one of his new ones. I've enjoyed his films, Mission Impossible 3 and uh, Cloverfield. It's, you know, I, I just think he knows how to make a, a good, solid piece of entertainment, whether everything in here will be all good with everyone who knows the deck plans of the Enterprise in and out. Uh, who knows? But uh, I, I just plan on sitting back and hopefully enjoying it i think that we will and uh it's even though i i you know get very excited about these things i i I never generally go into it thinking you know hey this is going to be something more than just a a simple couple hours of entertainment and a movie even though it might come off a little differently when i talk on the podcast sometimes that's all it really amounts to for me am i going to sit down and enjoy it am i going to have a smile am i going to you know is the hair on my arms going to stand up at certain points maybe a little tear in the eye at certain points that kind of stuff you know if you get kind of emotionally invested in a movie is to me the most important part does it do you care about the characters the actors the story what's going on and uh, you know i think everyone listening to the show has a connection to these characters it's kind of surprising to me really even when they first announced announced it that they were going to go back and recast and do a movie with the original uh you know characters uh, pretty risky when you think about it and the fact that you know some of the early things we're hearing is that everyone's pretty happy with what they're seeing is just you know, think about that for a minute. How how amazing is that? You know, William Shatner as Kirk, that isn't what you're going to see here. You know, Leonard Nimoy as Spock, that isn't what we're going to see in a few days. This this is, uh, it's incredible to me for somebody to be able to pull that off and to generally, at least a little bit we're hearing, 
probably be pretty successful. Just just think about that for a second or two. I, I wouldn't have wanted to tackle that. If somebody said, here, Rico, here's a bunch of money, make a Star Trek movie, it sure wouldn't have been my first thought to go and say, hey, yeah, I'm going to recast the original series. What what am I thinking? You know, am I like some kind of crazy fool? Talk about, you know, the heat and talk about backlash. And I, I think, though, you know, at this point in time... <laughs> Maybe J.J. and the people, you know, people of Paramount thought that, you know, all the older Star Trek fans were too old and feeble to put up too much of a fight anymore. And that if they had the young, younger folks, you know, in line there in the theater in early May, that that would be good enough. I, I don't know. But uh, I, my, uh, you know, my Indiana Jones hat and whatever is 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 off to these guys for for trying something like this. I mean, it's a bold move and I, I think it's going to be a good one. So, um I've got one more uh, audio clip to play, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about a collectible and wrap up this very lengthy uh, one hour now and like 17-minute show. So uh, here is, uh, I think, the last. I'll make sure I didn't miss anyone, but this one's from Daryl, who always has some very interesting Trek things to say. Big fan of the original series uh, and uh, always has uh, uh, just a good comments uh, when he sends in material. So Daryl's comments for the future of Trek coming up right now. Hey, Daryl here. Star Trek is wagon train to the stars. It's a western in space. It's the wonder of exploration. It's seeking out new life and new civilizations and boldly going where no man has gone before. These simple words at the beginning of every original series episode encompass the entire meaning of what Star Trek is. If these things don't occur, then it's not Star Trek. If we're just going to watch Space Wars, that's not Star Trek. If we're going to just blow stuff up, that's not Star Trek. If we're going to talk about the characters, well, just that isn't Star Trek. Without exploration and wonder and new unseen worlds, it's not Star Trek. My hope for the new movie is that it will take us back to the original series roots and to Gene Roddenberry's original vision. There is a way to do this right, without ignoring what has come before, and a way to do it wrong and lose the essence of what Star Trek is. That said, I have no problem at all with replacing the original cast with different actors. In fact, it's required. But do it right. Cast the right people who are capable of reproducing the original mannerisms and have the right look. Write a story as Roddenberry would write it, keeping in mind the original mantra. Keep the dialogue, the story, and the characters believable. The technology and terminology are locked down, they cannot change. While I firmly believe this, I also think the implementation of these can be updated to reflect improvements in technology. Updated, yes. Changed, no. Latter Trek incarnations have been heavy on technobabble, a grave error in my opinion, and a lazy plot shortcut. It's fine to extrapolate to create believable technology, but to simply mumble unbelievable words on which to pin a story's conclusion is unacceptable. Gene didn't like reusing aliens again and again. He wanted to keep shows fresh with new life forms. Back to that mantra again. Here's a short list of things I don't want to see in Star Trek. Repeated space battles. Revisiting the same aliens over and over. Here's the Borg again. No visits to Earth. No, we don't want to go home. We want to go out there. We want to see what's out there. We want to go explore. 
our society is now little babies. We just want to go home. No, we want to go out, explore, see what's out there. There's amazing things to be discovered. Let's go, let's go discover them. Okay, anyway, back to my list. No techno babble and no time travel. We've been there. We've done that. Let's do something else. Let's go where we haven't gone before. What do I want from Star Trek's future? A starship whose mission follows what I've already stated. I don't even care if it's the Enterprise, or during what time period it takes place. How about 50 years after Next Generation? That sounds like a good launch point. Daryl, great uh, comments. And uh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot to, to agree with with what you said about exploring the galaxy, seeing new worlds, new civilizations, new aliens and things. The only thing I will say about the sum of that, though, is when they make a movie, they don't do that. That doesn't happen. It really, really doesn't happen. They they usually use things that we know, aliens that we know. They uh, it, they don't just go on a mission of the week kind of thing. They they go after you know something you know. Hey, it's got to be the end of the universe or the end of the Earth or something like that. That's just unfortunately, it seems to be the the way they do the movies. Uh, so I, you know, what with what you're saying, I think I agree with it all, and it would work for a new TV series. For a movie, though, I don't see it happening. Uh, whether that's the right way to do it or not, I don't know. I mean, we'll see in a few days how they how this works out and how the movie turns out and how successful it is and you know things like that. I mean, there's different measures of success. You know what it does at the box office, what we all individually think about it, of course. And so forth, um, but uh, you know, there's—I still think there's going to be moments to enjoy, and uh, I hope you enjoy the movie, and I, I hope it gives you some, uh, you know, new things, and uh, hopefully they won't go over too much old ground that, uh, like you, you know, some of the comments you mentioned. But uh, I have a feeling they may. <laughs> I mean, heck, they—they they just basically they're—they're, they're, you know, showing you the. Uh, the uh, original cast with new actors uh, back in their earlier days. So there you go. You're not really doing anything completely new when you do something like that. It's not a new group of char characters to learn about or anything. So anyway, we will see. And I was wrong before. We do have one more comment. This is from Dan, uh, D'Angelis on the forums in his comments about Star Trek. So And then, then after this, I'll be covering a collectible, uh, this phaser that's sitting here this whole time. <laughs> and then uh, we'll wrap up the show. Hey Rico, it's Dan from the UK, Dangelus on the forums. Just got a quick comment about the future of Trek. I thought you posed an interesting question there. So my take on it would be as follows. Um, obviously I'm very excited about the new movie. I think it's going to do amazing things for the franchise. Uh, so I believe what will probably happen is we'll have a big hit on our hands and we'll have a sequel, which will hopefully also be a big hit. Hopefully after that, we'll either go in down the movie route and hopefully have some quality sequels to these movies or what I would prefer would be a new TV show. Now, where the TV show goes from, I'm not really too concerned as long as it's the quality is there and the right people are behind it. It would be interesting maybe to see um, something that is, follows from what happens in the movies but as a, again, if it's Star Trek, then I'm not too concerned as long as there's quality there. So that would be my hopes for the future of the Star Trek franchise. Um, the films should have the effect of bringing more 
fans to the franchise, new new faces, new people, younger people, older people, people who haven't watched Star Trek before. I see it probably in, as a sort of a parallel to what happened with The Next Generation. Personally, I grew up with The Next Generation and although I had watched the original Star Trek before, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I used to watch it when it was on TV. Uh, something about The Next Generation hooked me and then, you know, it hooked me into everything else. So I believe it'll have that effect on some other people. That's all I've really got to say, Rico. I'm looking forward to hearing everybody else's comments and your opinions. And of course, the new movie. Take care now. Speak to you soon. Thanks very much, Dan. Sorry, I, uh, looking at the list of uh, clips here, I somehow yours slipped to the bottom of the list, and I thought I had covered it already. But uh, yeah, some good comments there, and uh, you know, we, we'll see what happens with a new series. And you know, it, it's very difficult to say. And, and like I said earlier on the podcast, you know, I think the movie is one. The movies are one thing, and the and a series, if when it ever happens again, will be something completely different. Uh, hopefully something that uh, we'll all enjoy as well. Uh, now we're going to kind of twist off into uh, talking about a collectible. Last week I talked about the new uh, prop uh, Playmates uh, toy tricorder that uh, is, uh, you know, similar, uh, you know, has been built uh, to look like the one in the movie. This week uh, I just opened it up this morning. Uh, Brian will be happy. But now I'm, I'm holding it up to the camera. I have the new phaser this is uh, it, it's done in a very shiny chrome look. I don't think the movie one is quite as shiny as this from the quick shots of it that we've seen so far in trailers. That was the uh, the kill setting. They they took some elements when they built this uh, from the original series phaser. There are some fin like uh, things near the front and near the back. Uh, I don't know if it's going to have another small phaser that's going to pop off of it. There sort of looks like there could be on the top, perhaps or if we'll see that in the movie at all. The biggest thing that they did with this this uh, phaser is they had this sort of like spinning uh, firing uh, mechanism at the front uh, that basically changes you from a stun to a kill setting. The stun setting is sort of a blue, and it makes a very quick sound. It's kind of, I don't know if it's the electronics in this. I'm sure in the movie if they use it, it'll it'll sound quite a bit better. But that's the stun setting. And then there's a little button on the side, which is kind of neat. When you push the button on the side, here, let's try it again. It, it swings the, uh, the red, which is the kill setting, around. And then you get this sound. So that's, uh, and it lights up, which is pretty cool. And then there's one other little feature I didn't realize right at first. But there's a little dial on the top, and the original series phasers also have sort of a setting dial on the top as well. It's part of the uh, phaser one that clips on the top. And when you push this little dial here, I don't know if you'll be able to see this on the camera, but you push it, and then it'll it kind of powers up. It sounds a lot like the uh, the Star Trek assault phasers that they used in some of the movies. I'll do that again, and then there's also a little light. You'll be able to see it here. So that's uh, the new phaser, the new phaser from Playmates. Uh, they've uh, got, you know, a phaser, tricorder, and communicator all out at Toys R Us. They're all about $15, $16 each. Uh, a lot of fun. Last week, I, I again, I mentioned on the show that I wasn't sure if the phase or the, sorry, the tricorder that I talked about was supposed to be one-to-one -one scale to the movie prop or not. It seemed really small to me. I know it's smaller than the 
the old style original series tricorder but this phaser also seems a little small to me i mean i have kind of big hands but uh it's just a little smaller i think maybe than maybe the the movie one but until i get a better look at that and, and somebody on like the replica prop forum does some kind of scale comparison we'll know later but i think it's pretty close it's certainly not as small as the old old uh, toys that they put out for the original uh, props before they started to do some high-end replicas, like by master replicas of these prop toys uh, from the show. So anyway, there you go with the phaser. Very neat. Uh, it might be neat to get one of these and kind of refinish it too, because like I said, it's got this very shiny, bright, clean, chrome look, and I think it's a little dirtier in the movie and not quite as uh, nice looking and, and kind of bash it up a little bit, you know, scratch it up and make it a little look a little more used rather than like it just came off the assembly line. So anyway, uh, that is the new uh, tricorder. <laughs> I need to wrap this up. I've been talking for too long. That is the new phaser Playmates prop replica. Okay, everyone, I'm going to stop the uh, live uh, show here in a moment. I'm just going to have one, uh, a couple little announcements and a few things to say. And I forgot to say this way back at the very beginning of this show. I meant to say it. But I, there was a song I played at the end of last week's podcast that had uh, a little bit of language near the end of it, especially that, I, you know, if that offended anyone, I got a few few emails, not a lot, but I, I apologize. I know that's not the kind of thing I usually uh, play on Treks and Sci-Fi, but I, I also like that group. I like their music, and I and I like the, you know, I thought that song was, was a good one to play for that particular uh, show. And I don't really like to censor things. I guess I could have cut some of that out or just chopped the song off or something like that. But uh, that won't really happen very often. I don't generally talk like that. Uh, but it's it, it's just a piece of music. So again, if uh, if you're thinking that Trex and Sci-Fi is becoming the you know NC-17 rated podcast, don't worry, it isn't. So uh, so anyway, I just ha- had to mention that. And uh, I guess that's uh, going to do it for this week. <laughs> It's hard to believe that we're only a few days away, and the next time I, I see and talk to people uh, that uh, we'll all be able to freely, hopefully, talk about the movie. And with regards to that, next week's podcast is going to be a video show. It's going to probably take me at least an extra day to get it together. It's probably not going to come out until Monday next week, which will be May the 11th. Uh, what I'm hoping to do and have from all of you out there listening is a little video, two or three minutes. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be real long, but just plop the camera down, sit in a comfortable spot, and, and tell me what you think about the movie. We're going to talk about it completely, freely, openly, no holds barred. Um, you know, two or three days after the movie comes out, I think most people that have uh, listened to this podcast will have seen it. If you don't, you can just wait a little while before you watch the show. But I have a fairly busy weekend, uh, even beyond the movie next uh, week. I've got to move my son from one place to the other at college, and that's Sunday, so I'm probably going to do most of the editing and final putting together of the show next Monday, a week from tomorrow, that'll be on the 11th, so that that's kind of your final deadline. Get it to me by early Monday, uh, May 11th, if you want to have your video and your thoughts about uh, Star Trek uh, version 2009 for everyone to uh, to see and, and hear uh, again a video i prefer mpeg4 style anything that's ipod kind of compatible uh works best uh for for that if you need any help with that or any questions just email me over at treksf at gmail.com and i can help most people have done these before will know what uh, works 
Try not to compress it down too much if you, if you can avoid it, and it'll look better in the final uh, product. And uh, heck, go outside if it's nice in the weather. The, there's no better uh, really uh, lighting than natural light to uh, record in if you can. So uh, just a little idea for you. So that is it. Uh, although if it's a windy day, don't do that because that never works. Uh, everyone, take care. Uh, thanks uh, to the chat room, everyone that came by and stopped in for this live show. I, I always enjoy doing these. They're a little more crazy, a little more haphazard, but uh, it's fun to do. And uh, this is it, gang. Just a few days away, we're all going to be uh, getting to see a new movie, and then we can start the talk about uh, the next one already. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Take care. I'll leave the camera on for a few more minutes, and then I got to edit the show and cut my grass, too. I'm going to take us out, uh, like they say in the radio biz, with uh, one of our favorite uh, Rick Moyer songs, at least for um, the current time frame. This is uh, called Shut Up and Just Go to the New Abrams Show. So uh, take it away, Rick. Uh, this is his uh, commentary and song about going to see the new movie. I'll talk to everyone again next time after we see Star Trek. Good luck. You've always had a hard time finding your place in this world. What are you talking about? Settle for an ordinary life. I dare you to do better. Shut up and let's just go. It's an Abrams film, you know. For a new take on the old spaceships, now shut up and let's just go. It's a Star Trek mass machine. I bet he changed the uniforms. Now not so cheesily, the fans go easily. Gone is Shaq, it's us that ought to be. About the spark, it's not attainable. This time out, it's not so cranial. I ain't steaming, I ain't taking this. I ain't steaming, I ain't taking this. I ain't steaming, I ain't taking this. Shut up and let's just go. Hey! And don't worry, Star Trek fans, JJ's new frontier is under construction. We wrapped production on Star Trek last week, and we're editing now. It was the most exciting, challenging, but satisfying experience. The cast is spectacular. Shut up and let's just go to the movie, just so you know. I don't care what shape the nacelles are. Now shut up and let's just go. Siler can be the new Spock, and I like the new Kirk really a lot. Oh, so critically, you are dancing me. Gone is coining in the Trek movie. The bridge is bright, it's not affordable. I want something unignorable. I ain't steaming, I ain't taking this. I ain't steaming, I ain't taking this. I ain't steaming, I ain't taking this. Shut up and let's just go. Hey! Experience. The cast is spectacular. The movie is, I think, so much fun. So I'm just, I, I'm just dying for you to see it. You'll have to wait just a little bit longer. Star Trek is due in theaters May 2009. Trying to make it so Until you see the new release Say shut up and
let's just go. Hey! 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 H